Outdoors Shortcuts with Regina Brennan, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. Today, I want to talk a little bit about hope. You know, the world can weigh you down with so much turmoil and strife. Some days you just have to take a break from reading and watching the news to have hope. And I'm speaking as a journalist for the past 30 some years that some days you just have to turn off the TV. During this pandemic, I'm spending a lot more time in nature because nature never loses hope. Nature knows the best is yet to come. Nature's always making a comeback. In winter, the trees look dead, but all that new life, it's just sleeping under the bark until spring. So what gives you hope? I tell people to jot it down and keep a running list, and it'll get bigger and bigger every day. My friend Kevin, who's a Catholic priest, we used to talk every Easter, and he'd write a sermon about what gives him hope. So he'd bounce around ideas and often come up with a list. So some of the things I keep on my list, what brings me hope? That first flower that cracks through the earth every spring, the budding lilacs, the smell of hyacinths, a bird's nest full of tiny blue eggs, the first butterfly sighting, double rainbows. How can a rainbow not give you hope? Pregnant women and giggling brides, watching a newborn baby as they unfold their fingers in slow motion. That dandelion that pokes through the concrete to find the sun. Van Gogh blue skies and Degas dancers in feathery skirts. New sheet music just waiting for my fingers to hit the piano keys. The kindness of strangers. Knowing that there are monks all over the world who are praying daily for peace. The Bible gives me hope. Readings like, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, from John, and the promises in Isaiah, He will swallow up death and victory, and God will wipe away tears from all the faces. Every dawn that breaks gives me hope. The moon at night, shining so bright with no light of its own. And I've heard it said, you don't have to be whole to shine, because the moon does, even when it's not a full moon. What gives me hope? When you find a penny on the ground, when you make a birthday wish, seeing a little child in a first communion dress, all white and pure, Every time a plane takes off, I feel like the whole plane is full of hope and desires and dreams. A blank page in a new journal. Oh, how I love new journals. I have a closet with shelves full of blank journals just waiting for my fingers to dirty them up. What gives me hope? A mud puddle full of splashing sparrows. The kind of sunset that erases a bad day away. The Psalms. I love the Psalms. Psalm 43, one of my favorite. Oh, send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to the holy tabernacle, and I will go to the altar of God, the God of my joy. And I have a God of my joy today. I don't have a boogeyman God who's waiting to strike me down with lightning bolts or punish me. And I think some of us still have that boogeyman God, and that's why it's hard to hang on to hope. Some of my greatest lessons about hope came when I had cancer. You know, there was one time when I really gave up hope right before I was going to have chemo. And I just didn't know what it was going to do to have all those chemicals pumped in me. And there's a part of me that just didn't want to go through with it. I was so afraid that when I took those chemicals into my body, it would change who I am. I know that might sound weird today, but I had all these fears. And I remember coming home from work and all day long, I just toyed with the idea. What if I just don't get the chemotherapy? 
what if I just don't do it? And I knew that if I didn't do it, it would be like losing hope for me where I was at. And I came home from that day. I'd been out and about running around with doctor appointments and tests. And there was a box sitting at my back door. Somebody from work, a gentleman named Arnie Rosenberg, a really wonderful guy. He had collected all the get wall cards that readers had sent me at the Akron Beacon Journal and put them in a box and put them on my back door. And when I saw that box, it was like a box full of hope. And I knew I had to go through chemo because I couldn't let all these people down who were cheering for me to get well. And I had to do everything I could to fight for life because life is worth the fight. And so I did. I had adriamycin, uh, cytotoxin, a drug they called 5-FU, which I think is funny because every cancer drug in my book should have the name FU behind it for cancer. But then I got well, and I'm still here 22 years later. So my friend Sherry always says the word hope, you can break it down into the words, hold on, pain ends. And some days when you can't hold on, you hang on to the people who are going to hold on to you. I call it like my, the circus net, you know, when they have the trapeze people, there's always a net ready to catch them. You have to have a net. You, you can't work without a net. So who's your we? Who are the people that are going to catch you if you fall? Who are the people there if you do give up hope? I have my family, my immediate family, my five brothers, five sisters, nieces, nephews, friends. You got to build a really big we so you've got your safety net. And there are times, you know, I pray and I hold on to hope through prayer. But some difficult times in my life, I have said the prayer, God, I don't even have the energy to hang on to you anymore. You're going to have to hold on to me. So I think hope is when sometimes you let go. You just say, God, you better catch me because I don't have the energy to hang on to you. And then you land and you either land in the arms of God or you land in that big, beautiful safety net that you have. And the last thing I want to share is when I had cancer, I didn't know if I'd be here for a future. I had three aunts who died of breast cancer. I got cancer at 41. My Aunt Veronica died in her 40s. My Aunt Maureen died in her 40s. My Aunt Francie died in her 50s. But it didn't seem like I was going to get to have a long life. So at 41, I had a hope chest. I had this beautiful chest, and I started to buy things for my grandchildren. Now, my daughter wasn't even married. She was only 19. But you have to sometimes hoard hope. You have to have like an imaginary future to believe. Sometimes you need like an imaginary finish line. You have to aim for something. You know, they tell you five years is a survival mark, but it's not really true because every time you get a headache, you think brain tumor. Every time you have your back hurts, you think bone cancer. You know, cancer is big and scary and then it's over, but you still have the fear. So when I celebrated my 15 year cancer anniversary. It was a huge big deal, but now I'm up to 22 years and, and it seems even bigger. But what happened was when I had that 15 mark, I remembered that the oncologist had given me my odds for survival at one third make it without chemo, one third make it with chemo, and one third weren't going to make it no matter what. But he couldn't tell me which third I was in. So I remember filling that hope chest. I bought Winnie the Pooh bookends for my future grandbabies. I bought a tea set, a little music box. Back then, grandbabies were just a bare smidge of possibility when I was bald. And this past weekend, my grandchildren ages 11, 9, and 7 were in my driveway trying to teach me how to roll their blade. It was quite quite a humorous uh, 
endeavor as I had knee pads and elbow pads and wrist pads and a helmet. And the seven-year-old kept telling me, now you're not in the advanced class, just take it slow. But I think about that hope chest. And there I was with my driveway full of hope and full of promise because I kept doing that next right thing. I took the chemo, I did the drugs, I did the surgery, I did everything I could to be here for life. So when you're feeling like there's not much hope, just hang on because the pain will end and something better will be there for you. Make sure you have your big circus net to catch you. And if you don't have a God who loves me, then borrow mine. Thanks for listening to Little Detours, Shortcuts with Regina Brett. You can also hear guests interviewed on my longer podcasts. Just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcast or at your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. And while you're there, sign up to receive my wow, my word of the week, inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go make something possible.